but that yeah. mental health piece is is something that is top of mind for me um, as mm-hmm. you know as a friend to lots of entrepreneurs um, but yeah. also in yeah. a program that I now lead so I I, mm-hmm. I see it firsthand every single day and I wouldn't say just with our entrepreneurs I would actually also um, parallel that to some of our mentors as well because they some of them lots of them are entrepreneurs themselves This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Barnhouse, partner and lawyer in our Edmonton office. Welcome to my podcast, where I explore the topic of women in entrepreneurship and leadership and the ecosystem supporting the growth of this segment. Today, I'm joined by Lazina McKenzie, Manager for Threshold Impact Venture Mentoring Services with the Office of Alumni Relations at the University of Alberta. I'm excited to talk to her today about all things entrepreneurs. Welcome, Lazina. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me. Can you share with our listeners your background? So professional background, I I will say that I started in consulting, in management consulting. So my background there is in change management, strategic planning, uh, that sort of space. So I I did that straight out of doing an MBA, which I finished in 2008. From there, probably almost three years in, I had a little bit of an itch to do something else, work on giant public sector uh, projects. Really, really great. It was basically like a second MBA, being in the world of consulting. And uh, I got a little bit of an itch in that period of time to do something else that was a little bit more personal. And so prior to doing the consulting work, prior to doing an MBA, which is right before that, I was a personal trainer. And I had uh, a small personal training business. Yeah, for like three years. So I was running a small business, working like 14 hours a day. You're not working solid because that's not the lifestyle or the the sort of life cycle of a, a trainer and clients. But I liked that personal work. So I wanted to do something more in that space. And so that bit of itch hit me as I was like maybe three years into a management consulting role. And uh, I just like, I literally just quit my job. I knew I wanted to do something wow. that was around personal development. And I just quit my job. <laughs> uh, MBA level paying <laughs> job. My husband was working. So that was very nice. So I, I know I wanted to do something in that space. And I spent like several of the first, that first year, several months figuring out what does that look like. And I sort of landed in a space of developing you and developing like what it is that you share with other people. And so what that took the form of for me was developing for your personal style and then developing your brand as an individual. And that was in like 2011. Mm-hmm. I spent about seven years in that space of year one for a lot of people and year two even and many years beyond that for some people. But year one and a bit for me was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. You know, I wasn't really making very much money uh, figuring this out. But at the end of year one, I had something really exciting happen. I had some media come to me and I had my first big client, which is one of the financial oh, wow. national or international financial institutions. So so right. they wanted to come to me and, uh, yeah, have me start working with like a women in leadership group within their organization. So that was, those were some small wins that happened in year one that was like, I think I should keep doing this. And so I did that. I did work in that space of working one-on-one with individuals, um, helping people think through um, empowerment and confidence as it relates to personal style and building a personal brand. 
I've been working with tons of organizations, mostly in the professional services space and educational institutions. And probably in about 2017 or so, I uh, there was there was some very significant health things that happened in my life that made me mm-hmm. need to rethink the stress of being an entrepreneur. And so I had to make mm-hmm. a very very tough decision to not do that anymore, uh, and then figure out what am I going to do next. And so took some contract work, some change management contract work, working with a public sector organization as I was figuring out what I wanted to do. Uh, and in that time, I was reconnected with uh, my friends at at the time. It was the U Alberta Venture Mentoring Service and was reconnected right. with, with the team there to have me consider the role of leading this, this amazing mentorship program for entrepreneurs at the U of A. And so I've now been hmm. doing that for close to a year and a half or so. Oh, that's that's very interesting. You've you've kind of been on both sides. You've been, well, I guess, on all sides. You you know, you've been working for some large organizations. You've been on your own. You then went back and were working for you know some some more formal you know maybe employee type roles, and then you dipped your toe back into the entrepreneurship role again. Um, and then, as you say, in the last maybe eighteen months or so, you've sort of transitioned away from that entrepreneurial role in the day to day aspect. Um, and really transitioned into the role of of, of more of a, a supporting role um, for other entrepreneurs, where you provide some of that leadership, guidance, uh, advice, and help those entrepreneurs navigate the the landmines that they often find themselves in. What was that transition like in terms of you know you being in the role of the entrepreneur to you? leading the entrepreneurs and and I'm sure relating to many of the challenges that they've that they've seen. So at first uh, I mean it was a very complex decision just because it wasn't just like I'm going to have a different type of professional journey now it was it was much bigger than that for me. Uh, so there are many right. other things that I was considering as I was going through that but I would say the biggest biggest thing that uh, I'm I've now sort of transitioned very nicely uh, is there's a definite identity change when you have, you know, mm. thought of yourself as an entrepreneur for a very long time. And I would say that I, as far back as I can think, I've been entrepreneurial in a variety right. of roles. But thinking through I'm no longer an entrepreneur is kind of a, that, mm. that's an identity change. And so right. I found that right. initially a little bit hard, but it, it, for other reasons beyond just professional aspirations, I, I was a little bit easier with making that transition. And what I would say was consistent through all of that is I am entrepreneurial. I don't think in a box, in a little box even. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. thinking big, being able to maintain like the vision that I have for the work that I now do and being able to support entrepreneurs and mentors. And, and I can talk a little bit more about what I mean by that. But I'm very strongly able to use that entrepreneurial muscle in the work that I do. And one thing that I would say, another thing I would say is I actually treat this role and this organization of VMS uh, within the university, I treat it like a small business. So I, I still right. feel like I'm running a small venture, actually. Well, that's kind of, I'm sure, in some ways, a bit of a comfort for you, um, as opposed to having to land or, or landing somewhere that was much more, I don't know, rigid or much more uh, by the book and where you don't have that ability to flex those entrepreneurial muscles in in sort of your day-to-day um, thinking and your day-to-day interacting with, as you say, mentors and, and entrepreneurs. I'm sure it was much more comforting to land somewhere that had some idea of what entrepreneurship is all about. For sure. Let me, let, maybe I'll just mention that, uh, a couple points on that. So 
Uh, I was I was approached to consider this role. Uh, I was fairly hesitant at first, being an entrepreneur, thinking about working in a a big bureaucratic organization can feel kind of scary to even think about that. Right. So I talked to, you know, the team that was leading this program. I talked to those within the university. I got the opportunity to talk to some of the board members of the VMS program. Mm. The U of A has a very strong and engaged board. So I had the opportunity to have some of those conversations up front. And some of the some of the initial my own barriers that I had put up didn't really exist as I had some of those conversations. There was a lot of room for creativity, autonomy, innovation, scalability, and growth of this program. So that, those are some of the like you know I'm running it like a small business. Some of those pieces were right. really clear in terms of the group leading this program at the time that those things would be in yep. place as I was considering this role. So yeah, those, those, those things gave me comfort that the questions I initially had, which were my own barriers that I put up, we all, we all do that, right? When we make assumptions about right. proper information, yep. that, that actually wasn't true at all. So it gave me comfort when I had those conversations. I want to shift a little bit to talk about, so you've been there for maybe about a year and a half or so and the last, you know, six months or so with the, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic challenges and the, the economic sort of fallout that we're all experiencing. Um, entrepreneurs have, have been particularly affected, both in positive and in negative ways. So some entrepreneurs have had their businesses completely collapse and some entrepreneurs' businesses have skyrocketed due to the unprecedented circumstances and maybe their ability to pivot or to adapt. From your view, so both, you know, through the lens of your own entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey, as well as through your role with uh, with VMS, what do you see um, an event such as the pandemic or any other challenging circumstance? What's the effect on entrepreneurs and what are some of the themes that you have seen? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Uh, this is a fairly complex question as well. Um, so a big thing, and this is not, not necessarily, well, it's not a positive thing. The stress that this has caused, that this situation has mm-hmm. caused, is, is there's a lot of like mental health concerns or issues that I'm right. People both in the program, yeah. but also I have a lot of entrepreneur friends having been in that space for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about sure. people. Um, yeah. As people yeah. have to initially, you know, there's a lot of spinning of tires and putting our hands up of what are we going to do? And maybe this won't last very long. So let's press pause for a short period of time. But there was also a lot of right. scramble, right? What are we going to yeah. do? Like we're still, expenses are still what they are. So there, you know, there's lots of things that happen there. But that yeah. mental health piece is, is something that is top of mind for me um, as, mm-hmm. you know, as a friend to lots of entrepreneurs, uh, but yeah, also in yeah. a program that I now lead. So I, I, mm-hmm. I see it firsthand every single day. And I wouldn't say just with our entrepreneurs, I would actually also um, parallel that to some of our mentors as well, because they, some of them, lots of them are entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, so that, course, that, yeah. that period of uncertainty in the very beginning and the other piece of that, which I, uh, I think we've talked a little bit about before, is the period of time of this uncertainty, like how much more can people right. take for how long? That's the theme that I see pretty clear, and it's not a, not a great one. A theme that I see that is so heartwarming, and it just like, I don't know, I pump my fist, I'm like, yes, when I see it, there's a hustle and grit that I know that entrepreneurs have. Like when, you know, the tires are spinning in the beginning of what are we going to do and how are we going to sort of keep moving forward? Entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurial, they're resourceful, they think of different ways, they pivot uh, to be able to continue to move forward. So seeing some of that, not just in the beginning, but probably sort of in the middle of this period of time, and now it's starting to, 
what people are starting to move forward with. I just love that seeing like that grit and hustle that people have to be able to move forward mm-hmm. and resourcefulness, like being able to do a little with like, or a lot with a very, very little. Uh, those are some right. really things I'm seeing. I was saying that maybe bucket number three for me, what I'm seeing is people putting their hand up and asking for help. And because yeah, of the, the place that I sit in, uh, we're able to, you know, answer that call very easily and respond to that call for help. Uh, so we've done a lot within the VMS program to immediately help people. And so one thing that I did, and just because, you know, this is my background, I'm able to, in one second, put myself in the shoes of an entrepreneur. What would I have needed right. if that was happening to me in my business? Would I have needed people right. like right there, right then with the information we had at that period of time? Yes. So we did a lot of stuff in real time without a lot of planning because there wasn't a lot of time to plan. It was just like, let's right. offer this and help entrepreneurs. And I mean, you were part of that. So I hope your listeners know you're one of our mentors in VMS. Um, you were able to support and help, as were many other mentors and some of our community and corporate partners to be able to help in real time. It it is very exciting, and you know I would build on the on the the comment that you made about how entrepreneurs are are more and more getting more and more comfortable with putting up their hand and saying you know can you help me with this or can we talk through whatever I'm I'm facing and and they're getting comfortable with that asking for help. I would say that I'm also see, and you've alluded to this. I would say that I'm also seeing um, entrepreneurs willing to reach out and offer their service, their help. So, you know, they might see somebody struggling and they're mindful of exactly like you said, you know, I'm able to put myself in the position or in the shoes of that entrepreneur. And therefore I'm able to say, hey, I I understand or I have some empathy for what you're feeling or what you're experiencing. Let me help you get through this. And so not only are people on, on the one hand asking for help, but I think that there's a lot of generosity from other entrepreneurs, other mentors, et cetera, in being able to support and to you know help them through these these challenging times and i think that that's it's very heartwarming and i think that it's also somewhat different from what we might have seen pre covid where you might have seen in some instances where people might have had their elbows up and they would view other entrepreneurs or other companies perhaps as their competitor rather than somebody that they can collaborate with and and see if there's a way that they can help each other out yeah, I see so much of this. So I want to actually give a very amazing, I hope it's amazing, shout out to our mentors. Just as you said, like in the very early days of this, when none of us really knew what was going on, it was fairly uncertain what was happening. I I literally just right. asked many people, can you help? Can you help other entrepreneurs? Can you help other mentors with some knowledge that you have? And a lot of our right. mentors, like they stepped up in real time within like, you know, like one day's notice sometimes. People right. stepped up right. and were like, yeah, I can totally help. And I just think that that speaks very strongly to the culture that's been built within this program over a lifespan of seven plus years now that people just mm-hmm. put their hand up and they help, especially if you just ask them in two minutes during a, a you know a crisis, people help really quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing that yeah. a lot too, as you say, like entrepreneur to entrepreneur, there's a lot of people just wanting to reach out and help each other, whether it's within this program or within my own network of, you know, friends mm-hmm. who are entrepreneurs wanting to just help each other because that's that's what we have right now, right? To be able to, mm-hmm. to support and help and help each other move forward. Yeah. And, and unlike other crises that, that we've experienced, um, this one is affecting everybody. Some, you know, prior economic crises have been focused on certain industries or some industries have maybe been a bit immune to them. This one is affecting everybody. And so I think that might be part of the reason why everybody realizes, hey, we actually are all in this together. So, you know, let's let's see if we can help each other out. 
Um, you've alluded to this, and I, I just want to shift a little bit. Um, you, we've heard some of uh, some of our prior guests on this show talk about the importance of VMS. So we had an interview with Christina Milkey, and we've had Justine Barber and some others who've talked about the importance of, of that role of mentorship in, in their day-to-day and, and in their businesses. What do you believe the core foundations of VMS are, and how do they resonate with you as an entrepreneur? So, so first, I will say I was in this program. I was one of the entrepreneurs receiving oh, amazing support and guidance from mentors who are still in this program today. The three mentors that I worked with are still mentors in our program today. So the message, I was in this program for about two years as an entrepreneur. I was very lucky to have been accepted into what still is a very prestigious program. And so so to me, it's, it's very clear. It was easy to, you know, when I finally came around and had those conversations of working at a university, like, and I, you know, had some of those pieces of information clarified, it was really easy for me to get behind the message of what this program is because I had experienced it firsthand. And so that's another layer of being able to relate to like what it is that we do every single day. A big piece right. of this is the, the mentors who are business leaders in our cities, successful entrepreneurs, people who work in corporations, people who have content knowledge, whatever it is, business leaders who have, you know, some desire to want to help, they just put their hand up and say, I just, I want to help you. And so I think that's such a core piece of this program. People are willing to share their time, their expertise, um, their knowledge, and just share it freely. Like there's, This is a free service for entrepreneurs who want to access this. And that people right. will freely share their time is amazing to me. And just put their hand up and say, I want to help. And they don't necessarily have the content expertise in the area that an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur might want. That's, we consider that a benefit. Right. But they may not have right. that because they can hear things from a very different perspective. So I think that's just mm-hmm. like such a fundamental key piece of this program that people just want to mm-hmm. help. I would say another another big thing that I think differentiates this program big time, uh, which is a benefit, but also I know has been a little bit of, it can be frustrating. I know that firsthand as someone who experienced the service, but also seeing it from the entrepreneurs and mentors who are currently in our program. We take a very strong coaching approach. So we don't ask right. our mentors to tell the entrepreneurs like what to do based on their experience i mean if there's like right now in covid or especially in the beginning a bit of crisis situation so there might be like you should do this you should do that like help you know help yourself in these ways but we we, we fundamentally ask our mentors to take a coaching approach and so that's helping an right. entrepreneur think through problems for themselves so that they can arrive at the answers for themselves and that's that's a skill set and that's something that you know yep. can be frustrating for some people especially if you're a personality type or you can see the problem and you just want to tell them how to fix it because you want to help. Right. Right. You just right. want to help. Sometimes can be frustrating from the mentor's point of view. So that's the point I'm making there. And then the other side of it is sometimes entrepreneurs just, and I know I felt this way too. You just want to be told what to do because you might think that those people have the answers in their head because, you know, there are many steps in front of you in an entrepreneurial journey or, you know, the person in business. And so, so there is, right. there can be some tension that way. But we, we over and over find that when mentors help people think through problems for themselves in a supportive way, in a critical way, like all of the, you know, the good and the challenging pieces there, that is way more successful mm-hmm. in the long run. And that leaves the decisions with the entrepreneurs rather than the mentors, like the business decisions. I love that because I, I think that, you know, if you want an entrepreneur to be successful, and obviously every entrepreneur wants to be successful, they really have to own their decision and their commitment to take whatever step, you know, if we're going to go left or right, they need to really own that as a, and, and I think the way that they, 
they do that is by making the decision themselves. So it's great to have that support and that ability to you know talk through problems or to get various perspectives. But at the end of the day, if they're the ones who are making the decision, they're more likely to have the buy-in for you know for the outcome, which I think is is really important for the entrepreneur. And then they also gain the confidence for the next time that they're faced with a similar situation. Let's just shift and, and put the lens on, on the mentors for a moment. And, and can you comment on, like, if I'm on a mentorship team and I'm paired up with some, you know, some other mentors who presumably aren't from my same industry, what do you think that this, this coaching approach does for the other mentors on the team from their own personal development perspective? Oh, I hear it every single day, Heather. Every single day I hear, you know, what the result of this. It's amazing. So first I will say, when a mentor is welcomed into EMS, and there's a bit of a process to come in on our end, that's, that's, that's a pretty standard thing. We, we gift our mentors a coaching day. So it's an executive coaching program. Mm-hmm. We work with Roy Group, which is based in Victoria. They do some, a lot of their work in Edmonton as well. Uh, so we worked, since the beginning of EMS, we've worked with Roy Group to offer a one-day executive coaching program. And so, so I share that because that's sort of the foundation. That's the foundation that all right. of our mentors go through. They have common mental model, common language, tools, all of those kinds of things of how are we going to have this conversation and build this relationship with an entrepreneur. So we want to make sure that we equip people, of course, because coaching is a skill set. Like there's people who are certified in this space. We want to make sure we give some skills of, of how do we do this. Um, so, that's, yep. so that's sort of step number one. And then when, when mentors enter this this relationship with we pair one entrepreneur together with three to five mentors. I think we sort of feel like four is sort of a good sweet spot of mentors. We pair this group right. together and we call that a mentorship team. And so off they go. We're the VMS office is alongside them to build this relationship and make sure that we help them grow and flourish and, and all that good stuff. But then it's up to the, the, the people sitting around the tables, the mentors and the entrepreneur to keep driving this forward. And so what we hear over and over uh, again, is the learning opportunities that our mentors get from this relationship from the entrepreneur and from the other mentors in the room. And when you, we purposely put people together, one, first and foremost, we always look for what does the entrepreneur need and want out of this relationship. But we put people right. together who come from very different backgrounds. So maybe we put someone together who's like, you know, a tech, successful tech entrepreneur with someone, someone who comes from a legal background with someone who's got HR experience or Whatever, whatever it is, like people have very diverse skill sets right. because that, that completes right. the puzzle for the entrepreneur. And so we often yeah. hear, I, I hear it daily, that that was such a great learning experience for me, Mr. and Mrs. Mentor, uh, to be in this program. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's, it's kind of humbling to hear that from people who are, have, in their own right, have been very successful in their careers, whatever that career path has been, that they are continuing to learn too. So that's, to me, that's a huge pillar as a piece of this culture that those that want to be associated with this and put their hand up to say, yeah, I just want to help, they themselves are lifelong learners. And so, so right. the learning right. never really stops in this program. Typically, our mentors are lifelong learners. They, this is a volunteer experience. So what are they getting out of this? They get to learn from other people, whether it's the entrepreneur or the other mentors in the program. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. And I've heard that from other mentors too, you know, where they've commented that, hey, you know, we just helped maybe coach through a particular issue. But 
I heard some gems that I wouldn't have considered because, you know, you have this skill set that I don't, and I can see how that might apply in my own business. And I'm, as a mentor, I, I am my own entrepreneur. And so this is a benefit, a side benefit to me that maybe I can apply in other situations or on other teams that I'm mentoring. Uh, and so I, I do think that it is a bit of a, of a cycle, right? Or a circle rather that, that you, um, you know, you can, you can give and you can take and you can be that lifelong learner and you can maybe put some puzzle pieces together that, that might not have been obvious if you weren't paired up with people who don't think and look and act just like you do all day long in your particular business. Two things there that I would I would build off of what you just said, because I think this is an important piece of the culture that has been built over the last, the last seven years of this program too. And I see it in others, not just in DMS, but I see it in other spaces. But when it works well, it works like really, really well. So we look specifically for those that have, you know, minimal ego and like maximum yeah. experience. And, you know, desire to participate yeah. and learn and all of those good things. So, so I think that's a really important piece. We, we, we are able to have good conversations around the table because no one's really bringing their ego to the table and taking it personally or thinking mm-hmm. they know the best or those kinds of things. People just genuinely want to learn. Um, entrepreneurs and other mentors are able to have um, some critical comments come towards them and they're okay taking it. because That's a really important piece of what we look for and what we try to not have in this program is those that will take things overly personal. I mean, we can't help it right. sometimes get expensive. So I think that's right. a, a really, really critical piece of this. And then uh, something that you just said is important as we continue to grow and we think about, you know, the world that we live in today is because we have such diversity of thought leadership around the table and experience and, you know, knowledge, all that kind of stuff, we truly are able to have like a very diverse conversation and I also would would say it's a very inclusive conversation because that ego is very low so someone who mm-hmm. one of our you know some of our mentors who might feel like oh I don't know what I have to contribute to this conversation their thought leadership is just as important as you know someone who maybe has a little bit more experience in, in terms of content knowledge for that particular su- subject in the meeting there's no like oh I know better than you so that that layer right, of like, right. diversity inclusion sitting at the table is very prevalent and prominent I would say. Mm, that's interesting. We've heard that from um, some of, it is very cool. We've heard that from some of our other podcast guests too, in terms of the importance of diversity and inclusion and the importance when you are, you know, when you're building a business or you're leading a team and making sure that you seek out the diversity of thought, the diversity of, you know, representation of skill sets, all of that. And I think it's really, it's really interesting that it shows up in so many different layers, right? In terms of of how you build a a really successful mentorship team and how you build a really successful uh, business or how you build a really successful board. So I think it's just interesting that that uh, that that theme continues to resonate. Um, Where can our listeners find out more about VMS? Yeah, there's a few places. So uh, if you head to the University of Alberta website and you type in Threshold Impact Venture Mentoring Service, uh, University of Alberta will pop up as a website there. If you go to Instagram and type in Threshold Impact Impact Venture Mentoring Service, you'll find us there as well. Uh, and then lastly, if there's anyone who's interested, both as uh, a mentor, an entrepreneur, or a community person who wants to like, you know, get involved in some way or other, um, if you just send us a note at bms at ualberta.ca, one of myself or one of my team members will be able to connect with you and uh, hopefully build a little bit of a relationship. That's something that's really important to us. So yeah, those are the ways to find us. Well, that's great. I've really enjoyed learning more about VMS and your transition from the day-to-day entrepreneur to leading the entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Heather, for having me. Nice to be here. 
Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow to get notified when we have an update.